0: Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. In
1: 1919, he hit 29 home runs and was sold to the New York Yankees. A three-run home run for then The Yankees now lead it by a score of 3-2. Bill Lee is now going over to a couple of the Yankees, and there they go again. One hits it to deep left. That might send the Yankees to the World Series. Baratek and A-Rod going at it. Roberts is going. Throw. Roberts, safe. What can I say? Just deep my heart and, and call the Yankees my daddies. Welcome to Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports, episode 127. Now, the thing about John Senecles, the co-host here, is that you don't... I've known him... What is it? I started at a NBC Connecticut in 2002. Like 21 years. Yeah, so... And you've progressively, most people get grumpier when they get older. Yeah. But you've gotten less grumpy. I have. Yeah, you're like way more positive than you used to be. But we're we just talking off mic. I mean, you, you're talking about people who, because I do it too. I, You'd be mad at me, people at, at, the, at the light who start texting their friends and then they miss No, the light. it's not
0: just texting. It's literally like they're doing their taxes. That's what I say. And my <laughs> wife gets a kick out of that because they pull up to a traffic light and it's like, all right, I got my whatever to them. It's five minutes. But uh, they never look back up, and it's like I'm always that guy,
1: I, the fourth car back that gets stuck you're at the like, light.
0: What the heck?
1: Yeah, it's funny. I'll just say this before we move on to baseball: that I was at. Uh, there's a like I picked my kids up at the school in West Hartford, Connecticut, and. There's a left turn to go where I need to go and it's literally like a 5 second light. Like if you don't if you're not on point, that first guy is not on point, Right,
0: you're screwed. And you can't even drag 3 cars through the red after and, that. Right.
1: Because <laughs> I mean, you got to I mean I've done a few risky moves in that and I was coming to pick him up and some dude was at the front. Yeah. He missed the whole light. Yeah. And, and there were cars behind him, and I was like, oh, my God, I'd be so furious.
0: I just don't get it. You know, it's like everyone talks about texting and driving, right? Yeah, It's not a good thing. But, like, if you know how to drive to begin with and you don't have your head in the proverbial you-know-what, you can pull it off. All right, you don't need to be in bumper to bumper traffic well, we're going 50 texting miles an hour or driving. But put down rather, the
1: phones, uh, people. John would rather have you text and drive than text at a red light. That's seriously. at least you're moving. <laughs> okay, at least you're moving. Let's talk baseball. got to be we, under 21. Though. We got three things up for bid today. Yeah, you know, we'll talk Yankees and Red Sox seemingly going in different directions. Uh, we have uh, the uh, is it Jason Dominguez? What's his name? Jason with two S's. Yeah, Jason Dominguez. And then Tristan, the Tristan Casas phenomenon in Boston. Two
0: S's in Casas.
1: Is it is it really? So there's a double S kind no, of deal? No, there's just
0: two S's, an S, an A, and an S.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> it just does make you an ass. And then we'll talk about my trip to California to Dodger Stadium. The I don't know what it is about the Yankees. I mean, Matt who produces this podcast and our morning show on WTIC uh, 1080 here in Connecticut. I mean he's like keeps saying every day that the Yankees have a chance. Now I don't think they have a chance. But there's something about the last week and a half that feels different.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, that's what I love about baseball. It's, uh, it's unlike, I mean, there are other sports that have a lot of games, but baseball is the one sport where you can really swing the balance within a matter of like five games. You can really swing the balance. And that's what the Yankees have done. When, when you were off gallivanting on the West Coast last week and we did the podcast, they were 10 and a half back. Yep. And now they're six and a half back, game and a half behind the Sox as we speak today. So, yes, there is there is momentum going forward, and there's reason to be excited. And you should be excited until, as Yogi would say, it ain't over until it's over. Until you're statistically eliminated from the playoffs, you still have a chance, right? And the way they're going and then the way the, the season lines up with their schedule, there is a very good chance that they could actually do it as long as they keep playing good. So and, you
1: actually think they could get the wild card, really?
0: Well, listen, if you're six and a half back with like 20— Three games to play, something like that. It's possible, and the teams you got in front of you, you're playing a lot. You're playing like six games against the Blue Jays. You got four against the Sox. You got some games against the Orioles, and then you're finishing against the the, uh, Royals, who are in the basement. And you got games against Pittsburgh. So, yes, you do need teams ahead of you, obviously, to lose. But that's been happening, and as long as you keep winning, good things will happen. I think it's possible. Listen, there's reason to be excited because they are winning, right? They if they hadn't have gotten so beat up in the middle of the season, things might be different, right? Well, let me ask,
1: though, and what I would say is I still think the most compelling thing is this race for the bottom. Like, I don't think the Yankees will make it. I think it is really fascinating that they're playing that well. I think that it's going to be really important for the Yankees to finish in front of the Red Sox, and I think it's going to be really important for the Red Sox to finish in front of the Yankees. And so you have two really mediocre teams in that four game set in September, all of a sudden is important, which I find fascinating. That's right. one. Number two, though, I don't want to get too much into Dominguez now. Cause I'm going to say, I want to save that for the Dominguez. Cause if we still haven't talked about the Red Sox, Dominguez cost But wh- when we talk about the Yankees in this last week and a half, is it just because they threw out expectations, they have no expectations anymore and they just put the young kids in. Is that really all that it is? Well, I think
0: that's, that's part of it. Um, I, I do believe that obviously a change in scenery helps, um, you know, as much as much as you say, you know, Harrison Bader was a local guy and, you know, he wanted to be a Yankee, you always wonder in the back of your head, was there something with him that just wasn't clicking with the really? team? I don't know. It's just why, I mean, he's obviously not coming back next year, right? Yeah. Like, the future is not with Harrison Bader because they was got rid of Was he not
1: allowed him. to show his personality though? I, I just don't
0: know. I just, if... if I, I think he's not coming back because he's more injury prone than anything. But you always got to wonder why you get rid of someone like that. Now you know Donaldson. We've been saying that all along was a bad pick, but he wasn't around the team. They finally released him, so maybe that was a little bit of refreshment to just know that he's not coming back to the team. But I just think it's more of just a change of scenery, and the expectations were gone. Like everyone yeah. had written the Yankees off, and they right. were just they were just like, all right, let's go out and play baseball. Maybe everyone got looser. You know, everyone. It's just baseball is. All mental. Yeah. It's just well, it's a, not all mental, it's, but it's very you much can have
1: all the talent in the world and be terrible if you don't have the mental side. Exactly. Of it. yeah. It's I mean it's obviously
0: a lot of skill, but the mental part of baseball can really drag you down. So I, when you change the mental attitude of the team and you're just like, let's go out and play baseball,
1: good things will happen. I think that's it. I think that the elimination of expectations and the infusion of some youth. And, you know, on the flip side with the Red Sox, they've actually had a couple of heartbreaking losses and They have, listen, they don't have pitching, right? I mean, they don't have starting pitching. and That's the big
0: difference between the Yankees and the Red Sox. The Yankees actually have some pretty decent pitching going right now. Right. I mean, they've had good pitching all year, but it's just been from Cole, basically.
1: Right. And I think that as much as I'm negative on the Red Sox all year, if they had average pitching, they probably would be, like, right there with the wild card. And they can't lose that many more heartbreaking games without like there was a point where I thought they had given up and and, and then they give a couple days of great effort and don't always come out on top but I, I think to me like the even though Alex Cora has mentioned this we're still in it type crap sounds like Aaron Boone from a month ago it's over and you got to finish in front of the, the Yankees and that's it. And so that's, this is like a bragging rights kind of thing? I actually think it's important and 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 I don't know why, and I've had no one else talk about it. I this is just my own thought. I just feel like if you could be the team that makes New York finish and last, in some ways, as long as you have eighty two or more wins, you're successful. And 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 I know it's pathetic to think like that, but that's how I feel right now. Now I want to transition because we don't have a you know a, a ton of time. We the reason why we're such a good podcast is that we don't go for forty five minutes. Uh, this Dominguez thing, like you were talking about the Martian like a year ago, right and and he's played he's had, he said he he now has a couple of home runs. he had a home run in Yankee Stadium. he's a baby, he can't even drink legally, and I'm just curious if you if you my my real question is as much as you knew he was a prospect, are you surprised?
0: No, I'm not really surprised because if you look at the transition he's had, if you know, drafted in 2019, as basically you know about to turn 17, he doesn't even play hardly at all in 2019, a little bit of uh, Florida League stuff, but then 2020 comes, he doesn't play at all, right? Right. So he basically all his minor league games have been in 21 and 22. In 21, he he was started off in Florida, and I saw him there, and then he went up to Hudson Valley, and then this year he starts in Double A. And he basically has, you know, three quarters of the season there, goes up and has nine games in A and rakes. I mean, I think the pedigree is there because when you look at the—it's not surprising. When you look at the across the league, players that make the league when they're 20 years old are usually studs. Right. They're usually studs. And then you take a guy who made it without even playing an extra year in the minors— and getting that extra reps is even more impressive. And that that's not just Jason Dominguez. That goes for the you know the Julio Rodriguez, the Jordan Lawlers, the all these guys that are coming up. The Corbin Carrolls. Was guys. Dominguez
1: a high pick? Was he in first round? Well, no.
0: He was an international signing pick. So okay. the Yankees, they switched. I forget maybe ten years back how it works. You can't just go out and sign everybody. You get pool money, and they think it was like five point five million dollars at the time. And the Yankees spent five point one on him. Basically, all the pool money they had, you know, because this guy was the freak of nature. He was. You know, everything pointed that he was going to be the next best thing since sliced bread. Um, so they, they took a big gamble on him, signing him with the international signing bonus, but at the same time, it wasn't like they were losing a draft pick on him. So right. it, it's more of just like they're betting their money on a player than betting you know, their money and a draft pick on a player. So you know, I think if he was, if he was a U.S. player and he was in the United States, um, I, obviously I, I believe he would have been drafted out of high school because he's that good. And he's just—he's
1: not that big.
0: No, he's tiny. He's like five foot eight or five foot nine. I think five nine or five ten. How does he do it? He's just got great. It's everybody talks about the way he controls the bat. Is he
1: like—is he like a mookie? Is he—is that the kind of guy he's going to be? Well,
0: you know, he's—he's quick. He's a switch hitter. They say he's basically you know a five to a player. He's not going to steal eighty bases for you, but he had forty stolen bases in the minor leagues
1: Hmm.
0: this year. So that's pretty good. And you know, again. When you're a switch hitter, it's like being a left-handed pitcher, right? You're right. going to stick. Right. Like, you know, Aaron Hicks is still playing. Um, <laughs> so you know you are. You, that's that's. A I huge didn't know plus. anything
1: about him, and you call him the Martian all the time. I thought he was some monster, like a huge no monster. You look at him he, next to Aaron Judge. It's like he comes up to Judge's chest. I mean, I think he. I think Volpe might be bigger. He I mean, just might
0: be. It's really, uh, so it's fascinating. So he's five foot nine, one ninety. Wow. Yeah. Dominican Republic. So
1: he's their center fielder for the next decade. Yeah, right? I mean, honestly, you know,
0: I wish I had mentioned this on the last podcast. Is I think he would have been the center fielder coming out of spring training. To be honest with you, if if it wasn't for Aaron Hicks, because Harrison Bader was hurt, he was absolutely tearing up spring training. You Jason hate, Dominguez. You hate Aaron. Hicks. Well, he was batting like 450 in spring training, and then they sent him down because. So wh- why
1: did it take so long to bring him up?
0: Well, I think it's just because they is. The situation they were in, they were they didn't really have a spot for him.
1: They weren't trying to suppress service time or anything no, like
0: that. No, no. I yeah. think I, honestly, I think that service time crap is. I
1: don't. It know, might
0: work for some teams that don't want to spend money, but for the Yankees, I don't really think it matters.
1: So you got Dominguez who's up, and he he's listen. He he's had a couple of big games. He's batting over three hundred. His OPS over a thousand. Hitting mean, every game so far. I mean, let's just you will see how it sustains itself. He's got to get tired at some point. I mean, he's played a lot of baseball, which transitions me to. Tristan Casas because you know my dad used to call me on a daily basis in April telling me that this guy's the worst player the Red <laughs> Sox have ever had right I mean that he is pathetic he did not start off good no I mean and, and I, I look if you look at the splits it's really quite amazing when you think about where he's come from and I, the truth is like and my dad is a classic New Englander he's so super super cynical about a bunch of different things. And but when you go by the month, I mean in March, the guy no, in April he hit 137. And then every month since it's been insane. Like, I mean he hit like 267 in May, but he hit 137 the first month of the season. And it was it was awful. And now to hit 137 coming out of the gates and be at 268. It's pretty insane. And if you look at his months, he's got a shot at 30 home runs too. Well, he probably I mean, won't do it, but even he'll be You said he he's going to get votes
0: for rookie of the year. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, the front runner for, out of the gates for the rookie of the year was probably Yoshida, right? Him and Gunnar Henderson. Gunnar yeah, but Henderson. You kind of like cheating. But Yoshida had has 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 slit has slit a little bit. And he's he, older, too, He's right? dropped. So, you know, the talk right now is Ken Tristan Casas steal the rookie of the year from Gunnar Henderson. And I don't even think it's so much of a steal when you look at the numbers.
1: Well, listen, I, I, we got to back-to-back it. But, I mean, this is a guy in the dog days of summer for a young kid who probably runs out of gas. He bat three forty eight in July. I mean, he slipped a little in August batting two ninety four, And he's on a tear already in September, even though it's a short stretch. And, you know, overall, I mean, what has he got? He's got 23 home runs. And and w- what, is, what does Gunnar have?
0: 23. So Cassis is 268 23 60 RBIs 108 hits um right now and Gunner's 251 23 home runs 70 RBIs and 117 hits. And I mean, that's I... just that's just looking at the basics. We're not looking at OPS and wRC+ and all that crap. Um those are just like the basics and I'm when I look at the basics I say that's a pretty darn close race, right? Um you know, you got to look in who's who's walking and who's striking out and all that on base percentage, but The sexy pick, obviously, is Gunnar Henderson because the team's in first place. They'll say he's a difference maker. What
1: qualifies? What not? Because I mean, he had 116 at bats in 2022. What is? I think you need
0: 300 at bats, something like that. that Unless you're Wander Franco, you can just play a month. (laughs) Well, it's what he did. Like, wasn't was he like a rookie year candidate? At like. 250 at bats, or something like that, it was something crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, anyway, the point is that my dad's not making that phone call anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he's eating crow. He's, and, and I, you know, I had to do And I go back to this is why I love, uh, I think about elite athletes and baseball. Cause I remember I've told the story on the podcast that, so, you know, I was at NBC Connecticut and Jason Hendry was our director and Pedroia got called up and he sucked. And I was like, this guy, get him out of there. He's short, <laughs> he's terrible. And Hendu, who was a, base, a high school baseball coach at the time, he's like, just wait, just wait. And I was like, whatever. And and he was right. And and the thing is, but I also like, you know, and I I, I dated Rico Bronya's sister for a number of years and I went to a lot of games. And I remember talking to him about it. You go all for 4 two days in a row and you feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders and that you're never going to get a hit ever again. Yeah. Like, it's weird how it swings on both. You talk about the number of games, how there's so m- it can change momentum and this and that, but the truth is, like, it be- can be come an overwhelming pressure cooker going up to the plate and not getting hits. And so I'm amazed when talent finds a way, like in Jaron Durant, he's got some mental health issues, I guess, but he seemed to have figured it out too. And it's it's why, you know, like your son, I'm just going on a bit of a rant here, and I wish my son would still still play it, is that it's one of the few things in life in this modern society where you have to like you have to deal with failure and you have to and the good ones figure out how to overcome failure, yeah. and there's very few things in our world now, especially with our children, where that's the case and you see someone like Casas or whatever who absolutely hit a wall where he he couldn't he i mean he was embarrassing himself at the plate, mm-hmm. and now he looks like he'll be an all star, yeah, and the thing is is
0: you know when you when you look across. What he did in the first month of the season, you know, you would say, "Oh, this guy sucks. He's going to go down." But he adjusted, you know, the, and that's. Plus what, I mean,
1: but not everyone can make that right. Adjustment.
0: And that's the that's what I'm going to say. Like, that's the question with Dominguez. You know, everyone's going to wonder: Is he going to stay hot? Are the are are the pitchers in the league going to adjust to him, and can he figure it out? Well, now, they will. They will, and they do. They do it to everyone. But I think what will help him is he's a switch hitter. That will help him on the on the back end. But uh, he's just got. From everybody said, he's just got great plate discipline. He doesn't chase a lot of balls. Um, he hasn't looked over anxious, and he always looks very calm. He looks like he's gets like, a joke to him. People are always like, "Why is he smiling?" I'm like, well, he's he's like he's a high school kid.
1: Yeah, basically. he's so young. Yeah, Maybe he's, he's probably just too sitting young. here like, "I
0: can't believe this is happening to me." Right. You know, like his obviously it's a dream come true, right? Like his dad was a huge Yankees fan. He named him after Jason Giambi. His dad's a former like my amateur player in the Dominican Republic, but. He grew up obviously loving the Yankees, so this has got to be like Derek Jeter kind of stuff for him,
1: right? But he's so young that maybe he just doesn't feel the weight of the of the moment. I don't know, but he clearly is dealing with it quite well. Uh, he's John Senecal. I'm Brian Shackman. This is Fan Base: A Deep Dive into the Greatest Rivalry in Sports. I believe episode one two seven. The other thing I wanted to touch on was I took my daughter to look at some schools in California, and. Uh, we had one night free Friday night, and it was either Beyonce or the Dodgers. Oh man! And th- she wanted. Like, what was to go the to,
0: difference th- in ticket prices?
1: Well, to, to be honest, like I my whole thing is like I could have gotten into to Dodger Stadium for like sixty bucks at the top or whatever. But like I have this, and again, I'm not good financially. I'll just tell you, like I'm not a good like personal finance. Like I should have way more money. But I was like, if I'm gonna go, I want to go. I well, that's do the thing. Right. If
0: you're going across the country, do it right.
1: So don't sit in the nosebleeds. So I spent like a hundred and five or ten each for the baseball, and we weren't in the lower lower part, but when the next one up was we, that they before were good or after all the fees. I think with the fees it ended up being like $1, three hundred eighty five dollars twenty <laughs> each. But Beyonce and Beyonce, we could have gotten into the SoFi Stadium for like a hundred and sixty each. But, but the SoFi
0: isn't that San Francisco?
1: No, no, no. SoFi is in in L A. Is it oh, okay? And but they have seven decks. I mean, it's like. It's like a spaceship. And so Oh, is that
0: where the Chargers play? Yeah.
1: And so I decided to go to baseball and she didn't clamor for it too much. But what I would say is there's a couple things. One is get guess how much my beer was? One beer. One twenty ounce can.
0: Twenty ounce can, seventeen dollars.
1: Twenty dollars. You gotta be kidding me. That's and more I, expensive I, than
0: Yankee Stadium. I
1: complain about Fenway at thirteen. Yeah. Twenty bucks. So twenty bucks for a twenty. You could get one for sixteen fifty. There was one available. All right. So
0: sp- if you say sixteen fifty, and that's and that's what? What kind of beer are we talking?
1: It's some some um, local beer. Yeah, but it was like a lager. It was like a a craft a, a Budweiser.
0: So it's so it's like a five dollar at the at the store, six dollars tops. If you go no, to go you could buy a
1: four pack at the store probably for ten. Ten. So it's it's like a three dollar beer. Unbelievable. And so, and, and the thing is, is that one of my, one of, I think it might have been my brother in law, was like, well, they do it because they're trying to discourage, you know, drinking. No, I was they like, do everyone's it.
0: still buying it. They're doing it because they know they can make money off of it. It's it has nuts. No, has nothing to do with discouraging drinking.
1: So there were 52,000 people there. It was against the Braves, and the Braves just, they're good. And they can, and we talked about this offline on text with Master Royce, our producer. Everybody gets. Can hit home runs 120
0: on more home runs than the next team in MLB.
1: Yeah, let's put a pin in that. That's that's insane. That's crazy.
0: Now, that that number might be a little bit off, it might be up up depending one. on
1: the day we're at right now. Yeah,
0: but to think that they have hit
1: 120 more as a team h- than, as a than team any other team, than any other team, and there's and, never the uh, biggest disparity is since when?
0: Since the New York Yankees in 1927. I think they had like a like it was like 110
1: more, and they have 253 plus run differential it's incredible and and you could see the difference in the team and so like that's in, by the way if you have any stat today that's incredible it's it's around 120 more home runs than any other team in baseball and like if that team gets into the playoffs
0: and actually craps the bed and just goes cold like what a disappointment they should just, they should throttle through the, through no, the playoffs and this is what
1: i said to my friend my friend is a big he grew up in atlanta and i and we were texting and and i said they got to win and he said well we won last year i said no i said you're sitting on a dynasty like you should be winning multiple titles they didn't win last year what they were two astros yeah two there, there hasn't been
0: a back to back world series I winner two since years the yankees ago. Yeah,
1: yeah. so my point his point was like we got our title and my point is is that you well, want you, more Well, you look at the 90s they only had one title and that's looked at as a failure right and so i, I anyway but back to dodger stadium like i've only been to yankee i've been to the new Yankee Stadium wants the old Yankee Stadium a couple of times. And 52,000 is basically 13,000 more than the biggest crowd you could have at Fenway. And it's huge. Yeah. The Dodger Stadium is huge. And they also don't have, almost no one uses public transit to get there. Almost everyone drives a car. You have to park at the stadium. Yeah. And it's 30 bucks a pop. You talk about a team that is set up to make. So much money. So say there's ten thousand, twenty thousand cars. They're all paying thirty bucks a pop, and it goes straight to the team. You know who it goes to? If I'm not mistaken, you know who got that?
0: McCourt's ex-wife. He still, she still, she got the parking and, and the I divorce. Think
1: people never really. I didn't really understand. It's funny you say that because I would have, like, before going there, I and if I you told me that when they got divorced, I'd have been like, "What the hell is that?" Was, yeah. And the truth is, like, if you do 30, I mean, you can do the math. If, if say, How many cards do you think? I mean, it was packed. How many cards do you think it is? Oh, at least 15,000. So we say 15,000 times 30 is 450,000 So you say they're a making game.
0: clear and guaranteed 300 grand a game. Guaranteed.
1: Guaranteed. And so we're talking millions and millions of and this dollars. Is a, and you're talking
0: about... Property that all you basically have to do is pay property taxes on. Yeah, Parking because they,
1: I'm sure they own they own the land by now, and so right. there's 52,000 people. The structure issue we had to, we came up. They have escalators. Yeah, I mean they have escalators to go up and down, not just stairs or whatever. Which Fenway is nothing like that, and I, and it was a cool environment. It's great, and everybody's got. And it's amazing, so different than when I was little. Everyone's got jerseys and hats. It was yeah. Lakers night, and so they had a bunch of Kobe stuff. But I would say to you, and it's the same th- feeling I have about Yankee Stadium. I didn't like it. Really? And the re- and it's because it, first of all, it's intimidating. It's all get out. I mean, it's inti- it's an intimidating place. It's too big. Yeah. And I feel the same way about Yankee Stadium. I think it's too. Now is that just big. because
0: you're used to being in a in a box when you go? See or maybe games? I should
1: flip it then. It it shows me how great Fenway is. I guess that would be. Altitude. Is it just more of a nostalgia thing to you? No, because it's intimate. It's close. It's small. And, and 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 it really is a difference. Like it's, I feel like I can yell from the same spot I w- w- was at this thing at Fenway, and the and and the left fielder will hear me. And that's strange because Dodger Stadium was built a long time ago, but it's huge. You would
0: think it would have been more of a closer, you know, proximity baseball. Stadium. And
1: what they've done is is that it still looks like it did in '65. But they just modernize the components. So like the weird shapes of like the billboards in the outfield, yeah. it still looks like match game or yeah. the, da- the dating game. You yeah. know what I mean? But the- that's totally modernized. But the the key for me is they're doing all this crap about like get some B list star on the jumbotron to be like let's make some noise and nobody pays attention to it. <laughs> they're constantly hammering home these announcements, tons of loud music, nobody's really cheering and the game was a dog. The Braves beat them pretty soundly. But like they're doing all these prompts for cheering and it almost never works. Yeah, The fans I thought were terrible and I I I just didn't I thought the experience was so different like and listen, even Fenway plays some music now, but like you really don't need to prompt the no. fans, they know what the hell's going on, and they're into the game. There, it's like nobody seemed to care, and the and I saw only one altercation. It was great. I, I got to tell you the story because I'm not a big TMZ but like there was a guy who was on the who was being talked to. Then I took I went to the bathroom. He was being talked to by like four or five cops or security. And by the time I got out of the bathroom, he was on his face on the ground. And they were all trying to, and he was still resisting. So they were, they were, they were moving it, and they, and they must have separated both shoulders. They had his arms, <laughs> and so people were all surrounding. There was like six or seven guys, and I, I watched the main part of the altercation before. I was like, maybe I should just film it, and, and so I started the filming going. And I was trying to be subtle, and I, it's a terrible film. And I started wa- They were telling, move along, move along, and I, I decided to go around the back of it, yeah, and then continue to film it. And, the, and the security guy grabbed the phone out of my hand. What? And I said to the guy, I said, and I was like freaking out because internally. And I I, I said to the he's like you got to go you can't do that and I said listen. I'm sober, and I'm a journalist. I'm pretty sure you can't do what you just did. Yeah, and he said you got to. I said yeah, he said yeah. I said no you can't. And so he gave me the phone back and he sort of pushed me along. But I was like if that guy take and like I started to kind of argue with him a little bit. And I said pretty soon my face is going to be on the ground. Right. And I was and I was just happy that I got my freaking phone back. But I was like, I know First Amendment rights, but at the same time, like this moron could have made my life really, really yeah. difficult. That's, and so, that's
0: weird that they would have done that. I wonder if it's because we're it in the stadium. Because like, I don't know, but that's out I felt out like, on a public street,
1: I felt that he's like this is private property. I said.
0: Yeah, I, 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 that's a, that's a very fine line. I don't. know. But either way, I was
1: like, I was like, what am I doing? Because like, I'm not like a sensation. I wasn't gonna post it on Facebook right. or anything. Like that's not what I do. And so I did get to see some violence. Uh, but in, <laughs> and and the third complaint I have is that eighty percent of the concessions were Dodger dogs. Like everyone's like a Dodger dog here. Like. There was like it took us a twenty minute walk to get chicken fingers and fries
0: because everything's a Dodger dog.
1: Yeah, I was like, it's a stupid hot dog. There's nothing special about your stupid hot dog. How much
0: is a Dodger dog? I
1: didn't even look. I was so pissed. It's
0: got to be eight bucks.
1: And and so, and listen, it was a beautiful night, even though it was like overcast and even a little drizzly. Like being outside in L.A. at night is yeah. gorgeous, and I get it. But yeah, maybe it's nostalgia for Fenway. I don't know. But this nostalgia for Dodger Stadium, and I had a good time. It's not like I had a miserable time, but. I didn't like it. I didn't I didn't like the size of it. I didn't like the vibe of it. And the only good thing I'd say is they actually were able to get the wave going at at some point. Oh God, I like, hate the wave. I think it's hysterical.
0: Do you think they're actually like true like baseball fans, or just like people are just like out there on vacation, or just people are like yeah,
1: like you know? No, there's just- a lot of Latinos, uh, and I think that like it's the one or two nights a year like p- people have their babies. Yeah, this up someone breastfeeding like five rows over. Like it's like a family thing. Family it reminds thing. me when from that standpoint like they weren't necessarily watching the game. But, like, it's a big deal to go. Yeah. And I remember when I was going to see Rico, that one summer, <clears throat> excuse me, I went to see Rico, like, eight times at at Shea. And we used to sometimes get bored, and we'd go up to the upper deck. Yeah. Where the planes the, would hit you. Well, it, but basically, it was like the Latin American community would be able to get seats to get in. Yeah. And they're up there singing and dancing and having a—it was the most fun I've ever had the ballpark in my life because yeah. they're just, like, having a blast. So, for like, from, a, from like, a, just an enjoyment standpoint, people there would have fun, and I like that. But there wasn't really much of a focus on the game. At all. Now, if the game was more closer and compelling, yeah. maybe it would have been different, but it, it didn't have the vibe. And Fenway gets it a little bit, too, now that it's so touristy. Like, yeah. you go to a random game in July, the person next to you is from Iowa. You know what I mean? It just sort of happens that way. So, in general, we had a really nice time, but from a, from a baseball purist standpoint, outside of the fact that it's Dodger Stadium, I was like, I had $20 beers, I almost got my phone taken away, <laughs> and I, paid, I spent 250 bucks. you know, so... I've never been to Dodger Stadium or San Francisco.
0: I've been to all the other ones. I out really there. want to go to San Fran. That's where I want to go. to. And you
1: know what's weird? And maybe it's because one of my best friends from high school is from. Was a big Reds fan. I I really want to go to Cincinnati.
0: I've been there. It's kind of. It's all right. It's generic. It's very generic.
1: The, fan, the fans aren't awesome. No. Yeah,
0: it's all right. I mean, it's along the river. It's. It's nothing. I mean, nothing special. Nah, it is what it is. Any last words? No, it's going to be real interesting to see how the Yankees can pull – if they can pull it off and how it shapes up next week with the Red Sox. It's, it's going to be interesting down the stretch for two teams that we thought were just kind of
1: – Yeah, well, I mean, the expectations were higher for the Yankees. Let's not uh, be dishonest about it. But will they, Cashman
0: keep his job if the Yankees make the playoffs? That will be the big question. Will they, keep his, will they be able to keep his job? Why do you think
1: he's fired for sure if he doesn't? I don't if know. They don't? I, I just feel like – I think they're both safe. With all the talk they, about
0: – Looking at our analytics and all that, maybe that's him just saying we're going to find some patsies down in the numbers crunchers and blame them. I don't them. know.
1: I think if they were going to be fired, they would have fired them.
0: Mm. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's going to be interesting, though. Hopefully, the kids can help us and pull it out.
1: We'll yeah, we'll see. see. All right, this was episode 127 A Fan Base, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in